0: Show that nobody listening.
1: Ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody
0: listening. listening. You're listening to Ain't Nobody Listening on Oman FM. I'm your host Abdullah Al Maawali, and with me today I have two exceptional guests, exceptional sisters, Mashallah alaykum. Both founders of Rehabilitation, a rehabilitation center, which we're going to learn about. We have Dr. Fatma Allawati as well as Dr. Oh, Zahra Zahra Lawati. This is what I know so far, and I'm sure you're going to correct me because. Um, Um, you're uh, you're specialized in prosthetic limbs and you have a doctorate in that. Mm -hmm. And you are specialized in speech therapy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before the show, and this is probably not relevant to anyone, we are trying to figure out who is the more talkative. (laughs) And and I feel like now we're going to be in a situation where both of you are going to try not to talk.
2: Silence. (laughs) (laughs) Just to
0: prove that I am the more quiet one. It A is. sister
2: thing, yeah. Since childhood, we are like uh, always in. Well, I'm always in competition with her. Really. She's the older sister.
0: Okay. Well, so, in what areas, though?
2: Every area. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. She keeps compar- comparing, Like, oh, mama loves you more. You get this more. You get that more. Yeah. But anyway, this
2: is out of subject. Continue.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you know this show. Everything is in subject. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> But we can start with rehabilitation. Um, your rehabilitation center And we mm. can move backwards from there So this is the latest things uh, you guys are working on Yeah When did it start?
1: It started in, two th- well, not 2020 It started years ago, years, years mm. uh, When I started working And uh, Fatma was still uh, uh, doing her uh, postgraduate mm-hmm. started as a, يعني, an idea uh, And a dream that we wanted to pursue so, um, you know how it is in Oman. Everything starts with, with paperwork. Yeah. So, I kept going and coming um, through those stages of paperwork, paperwork. I would do one stage and then back out. Another stage and back out. It can be
0: very complicated. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and uh, for me, I lack that push. I need always a push to start mm. something, anything in my life. I need support. So, um, it took me four years. Um, until, alhamdulillah, Fatma graduated from her um, uh, doctorate, and then in 2020 uh, we uh, established and opened rehabilitation. It was, I think, in January. Uh,
2: uh, February. February. Yeah, yeah
1: just before uh, COVID was uh, passed away. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> My <and> memory <laughs> of it is the COVID yes. because it's <laughs> a
2: fight.
0: It's about the same time yeah. that yeah. when and all of when that COVID
1: happened. COVID showed up.
0: Yeah. Well, so you can you started with the you and in, you initiated the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I mean, the paperwork was there, some of them.
0: But I want to go before the paperwork. Yeah. Where did that urge come from that you yeah. want to start something like this?
1: I think it's our passion. Um,
2: yeah, and plus we come from a business family. Uh, mm-hmm. My father is a businessman. My brothers they own their own businesses as well. Mm-hmm. So we always like. Well, I always thought that. I would have a business one day of my own yeah. something which I'm passionate about and I believed in mm. and of yeah. course our you know profession is something we both believed in because all of my brothers like they're away from medical sector mm. and mm. we are the only two which went into medical sector
0: rebellion <laughs>
2: <laughs> you could say that
0: yes. people yeah. rebel by going into the art world you guys go into medical, <laughs> medical field yes. yeah, yeah.
2: Medical. so it was like um when we went there and then uh, it, it's the business environment that we had always um a touch of since childhood so i mm. think that's what pushed us to go into it and for me i didn't want to limit myself only to my you know daily job hospital job i think that's just for me is closing myself into a box right i wanted something more i well, i always want something more i would always put uh, high achievements for myself. Mm. So yeah, that's how it started. Mm-hmm. So
0: you always have the mindset that one day I'm going to have a project of mine, a business of mine. Yes. It's just a matter of figuring out how does that happen when you're both into the medical field mm-hmm. in one way or another. So yeah. the D- yeah.
1: the DNA for business was always there. Right. And then I think we were driven by our passion for our uh, speciality. So like, as for myself, um, I've been working in field of speech therapy for the past twelve years, mm. and I love it. Every day is like a new day for me. Uh, every patient is like my first patient, and and I love children. So um, I love kids. Mm. So whenever I see a child, I feel that child is my own child, and what what problem he has mm. is like my own problem, as if I'm his mother. So um, driven by this passion um, to like treat or help every child um, I think that's that kind of pushed us to open our
0: Do you primarily work with children in your field?
1: um not really mm. uh, like f- in our field we cover um children and adults with speech therapy yeah different speech and language problems so uh rehabilitation is uh one-of-a-kind uh clinic mm. uh, here in oman um, this clinic um has a specialty of speech and language therapy occupational therapy physiotherapy and prosthetics and orthosis mm. so yes you do have uh, other clinics other medical clinics or rehab clinics that do have a speech therapist or occupational therapist, a physiotherapist, but not all of the speciality under one roof. Right. So here um, the idea came uh, when we wanted um, for a parent that gets his child to get all the services under one roof, rather than going to uh, uh, like uh, different uh, places, different clinics mm. and getting different opinions. Plus, uh, we are trying to int- introduce a multidisciplinary approach, mm. so if a child comes with one problem that is really clear, let's say a foot problem or a weakness in a muscle, but there are underlying problems like um, speech delay, well, um, a fine motor um, problems yeah. or difficulties. So. Uh, The child gets seen by all the specialists and gets a full uh, multidisciplinary uh, intervention.
0: Could you list them out for me, the the medical treatments or the rehabilitation uh, treatments that you offer to people?
1: If we um, talk about children, Mm. we start from early childhood. Let's say if the child is approaching two years of age and the child isn't talking yet so, no mm. single words. He's not calling mama, baba. He's not responding to his name. Uh, he's not uh, gaining his milestones. Um, and then, let's say the child is growing up and uh, there is uh, stuttering. Um, so, when the child is not talking fluently and there is stuttering, um, the child is approaching school, uh, but the child is not reading and writing yet. The mm. child is not cannot memorize anything, like, let's say, songs, rhymes, Qur'an. Uh, and then uh, the child having um, like um, um, dyslexia, so again, reading and writing problems. Uh, maybe the child has articulation problems. So mm. let's say the child is replacing few sounds with another sound. So instead of car, the child will say tar. Right. Um, and then uh, maybe the child is born with some... Um, Uh, medical issues um, let's say hearing problems Uh, the child has a cochlear implant or hearing aids Uh, the child has uh, genetic problems uh, and then that's causing um, developmental delays. Um, Out of
0: curiosity where does your speciality fit into this equation? Mm.
2: So I'll give you one example which walks very regularly into our clinic Um, the child will walk in uh, with a toe walking pattern Mm -hmm. so the father will come and say okay my child started walking normally and then suddenly at age of two he started toe walking
0: what a toe walking so walking on their toes rather than the full foot i see
2: so when we start looking at this child, we know that a t- uh, toe walking pattern isn't a primary problem. It's, it's normally comes from another problem, such as one example is autism. So autism causes some sensory issues. So the child will have different sensation than normal, either they would have hypersensation. So when they put their feet on the ground, it's, it's just too much sensation to handle. Mm-hmm. So they will start walking on their toes.
0: Interesting. And
2: then what happens after they start walking on their toes, some of their ligaments and uh, like Achilles tendons will start getting short. So they lose range of motion Mm. as a secondary effect of that. So For example, this child would actually need all of our services. So they will start with me as an orthotist. Mm. I will start evaluating them um, and seeing how how much range of motion is there. Do they need any orthotic device? Then, okay, any orthotic device, any shoes. And then I would have to refer him to physio because of the, the tendon being short. So they would need stretching and strengthening exercises. And then we need occupational therapy to start with the sensory um, um, sensor intervention, mm-hmm. so they can you know stabilize the sensory issues, and then most of the autism kids will have speech problems. Mm-hmm. That's when the speech therapy will come in. So normally it starts with one, and then mm-hmm. they end up you know needing the four specialities. But most of the parents are not aware of that. Yeah. Um, so it is kind of, I mean. Our, I think our biggest role is not only offering the services, more like we need to really, you know, you know, um, even provide counselling services, even, you know, um, increase awareness of the parents. Is that
0: something that you guys offer, counselling as well? And
2: I, I don't mean like a direct, counseling but mm-hmm. like if, if a child walks into me with a toe walking and the fathers just give him a shoes you you really need to sit and you know explain to them that you know there is one, two, three, four, five and when I start asking them questions related to sensory, they're like, we're talking about their feet. Why are you talk, asking me if they can tolerate ketchup or not? Right. If the, you know, yeah. they can tolerate someone washing their face or not. So you, you can see the confusion on it their face. It seems
0: irrelevant exactly. when you first yeah. hear the question. Yeah, you know? exactly.
2: So you really need to, you know, choose your words carefully. Um, try to, you know, make the parents aware of things that they might not be aware about. Like, is your child, you know, obeying orders? Can they take one or two or three orders in line uh, and then they start you know thinking about it yeah no well you know he does have some uh, learning difficulties well yeah they start you know realizing that it's more than just a toe walking problem
0: wow did you guys when coming up with this project uh, 4 years ago did you sit down and figure out how can both our very separate fields be put into a place that would make sense, that would both combine. Because I feel like you wouldn't naturally make that connection between speech therapy and yeah. um, uh, you, you, sorry, your area of expertise particularly is... Uh,
2: prosthetics and orthotics. It's two. Orthotics. Too, yeah, I'm not very too, good with
0: medical terms, yeah. so I apologize.
2: Actually, it is yeah. confusing because yeah. like my speciality is like two, two, two different things. Yeah. So prosthetics is basically when you lose a limb and you need an artificial limb. Sure. It's as simple That's as clear. that. That's clear, yeah. yeah. Orthotics is when you actually have a limb, but it is weak or you cannot use it efficiently. Simple example is flat foot, for example, and foot pain. So we see foot pain and we deal with foot pain very regularly.
0: I was when I was younger, I was that's everybody made fun of me because I had flat foot and I didn't do anything about it. I still have it, I think, today. Okay. I'm, I heard in an interview did earlier that, hey, if you don't feel any pain and it's not bothering you, then it's fine. Yeah. However, I, there was a time where I used to do marathon running. I used to run a lot. Mm. And I found that I have to find very particular shoes or else I do feel pain in that particular area. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So uh, maybe I'm trying to get free medical advice here, (laughs) but like, should I do something about this?
2: (laughs) See, um, as you said that if you don't have a pro, we don't treat it until, flat foot is a position. Everybody has a unique foot position. It's like your finger, uh, thumb, you know, um, Mm. uh, what do you call it, bafma?
0: Oh, your fingerprints. Fingerprints, yes.
2: So you have a unique uh, foot position and it could be like high arch, low arch. It initially, people believed like if you had a low arch or flat foot, it may cause pr- problems in future, mm. but that's not the case anymore. It's just a unique foot position. So you don't treat it unless you have a problem and you treat it if you have a problem for a short term, not a long term. So yeah. coming to back to your question, yes, if you have a flat foot position, foot, you might have some tightness around your ankle, and yes, you have to watch on the foot where you wear. So what we do is we, we don't have to always prescribe insoles. Mm. That's what I was saying about awareness part. So what we what I like to do is I like to educate my patients about like what footwear characteristics they have to buy and how and teach them how to buy shoes mm. for each activity they're using, like for hiking, for running. Um, I've seen a lot of sportmen, so like. Uh, uh, there's a lot of people who run, you know, for mm-hmm. 30 kilometers and they come to me. So we try and, you know, educate them on appropriate shoes, yeah. um, what to buy and when to wear. It's what.
0: hard to know what is right, though, mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. testing it for several kilometers. And, and yes. sh- shoe places won't just let you borrow their shoes to True. see. No. <laughs> but you works. know, when they say is yeah. al um,
1: yeah. Yeah, I, I I had a lot of uh, pain. I do have flat foot when she... Uh,
0: Is it You also feel it In the knee When you run For a long time
1: Uh, I don't I don't run But if I Like I stand a lot On my foot Mm. uh, Or I am On my foot For the long day By the end of the day I am dead My knees are killing me My lower back Is killing me Yeah
0: (laughs) All the same
1: (laughs) When I got pregnant With Mm. my uh, First and second baby Oh my god It was it was a disaster i was so much in pain mm. and then i think i developed something called uh, plantar fasciitis, plantar fasciitis. Yeah.
0: okay what's that
1: um,
2: is <laughs> there is like a um a ligament it's not a ligament um it's a tendon um across lower of the foot so it goes from your ankle goes through your arch until your big toe so sometimes it gets inflamed
0: mm. so the
2: plantar um, it's called plantar fascia. So when it gets inflamed, it's called plantar fasciitis. Mm. Um, so for this condition, we need you know stretching exercises, insoles, proper footwear. Um, it really helps um, doing all these you know simple things. It's just sometimes you know some patients would come by only changing their footwear, they would improve ninety yeah. percent. Just choosing appropriate shoes. Yeah. So it's as simple as that and I, I only gave you an example of a simple condition, uh, <laughs> so then we're talking yeah. about like she polio. Made,
1: she made me wear shoes at home, like at home, once I wake really? up, I wear my shoes for the entire day.
0: I like how you said she made she me. Made me <laughs> <to>
1: force <laughs> yes, she forced me. The, the pain was Yeah, yani you mm. feel the pain in your heel as a nail burning, sensation, yeah, a burning yeah. sensation so you cannot even stand like if i'm showering or i'm praying i cannot yeah. stand for
0: barefooting yeah. oh i don't know if i've experienced it to that yeah. extent
2: he's looking for a free consultation <laughs> looks like yeah
0: <laughs> i am i'm sorry you guys tune out tell <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah um so back to rehabilitation let's look at this from the perspective of the a business, the viability of it as a business. You come from a business background. Me, not so much, but it fascinates me. I like to understand about it. It Sometimes you find this disconnect between what you're passionate about and its business viability, for it to be profitable, for you to be able to sustain it in the long run. Mm-hmm. How did you find How did you go about it, you being from the medical field and translating that into what would be a viable business that would, you know, allow investors to come invest with you and they'll make their money back one day, perhaps, you know, because it's all well and good to do things that are noble. And I think you guys careers are absolutely noble careers. But when you're going into business, you also have to account for the fact that this is a business in the end of the day and we have to turn profit. So how did you go about that?
2: It's a hard question because actually mm. we we do come from a business family, but mm. we don't have the business mind. <laughs> Zero.
1: Zero. It's tough, so, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is
2: very tough. I think our passion, um, you know, started as like like a noble business rather than mm-hmm. a profit. Mm-hmm. To, uh, yeah, in business, which we want profit from it. Yes. And I think until today, we are in that fight that you know. Um, right that we want to continue this no matter what you know with covid and you know the challenges covid uh, uh, made the business people go through we still like we we still we are still fighting for that noble cause and we, we you know we speak to each other like okay we can just give up or should we leave this nice our baby growing and let's just try one more time let's just push it one more you know yeah. time so it's not like we started that knowing that this project will be profit, will gain profit yeah. from it or yeah. not. It's more like we had this passion, we want to try this, and just let's do it. So we started with our own, uh, you know, capital. Um, we did not take any investment because even uh, investments and you know taking uh, like uh, governmental support is a bit limited for people who have a full time job.
0: Mm. Right. They require you to be full-time into the business.: Yeah, you,
2: know? you cannot like, take profit support or uh, Riyadh if you are a right. if you have a full-time job. Mm. Um, so I th- we just like took our savings and we're like, just we'll just do it um, and go
0: for it. You see, I, I'm, I totally understand where you're coming from. Uh, if you'd allow me, I would share something that I've been working on for the past four years. It's a storytelling initiative. It's called True Story Tent. Mm -hmm. The idea is simple. People come together in a space, each person gets a turn to go up on stage and they share a true personal story. Never in my mind I thought about this as a business. Mm -hmm. It's just something that I saw in the West and I just wondered. I wonder if this would work in the Arab world. You know, we have a culture of and don't talk Mm -hmm. about that. However, there's so much value in sharing your personal stories one year and two years and everything out of my pocket to the extent where I wasn't even charging people to come in the problem is money is finite <laughs> you know there's only so much you can give until you have nothing to give anymore true and then what happens is you have to start activating this other part of your mind which I didn't grow up with saraha the business part mm-hmm. okay how do we monetize this so that it's sustainable so that it can last 10 15-20 years down the line yeah. and even though i come from more of an art uh, background and you come from a medical background i sense that it's similar in that way mm. you come from a place of this is very noble what you want to do and yeah the money the business will figure itself out at the same time at some point it has to figure itself out, right? (laughs) I think we're at that point
2: now. (laughs) Yeah, we are at that point now, so. We went
1: through uh, rough days um, Mm. with COVID, it wasn't at all easy. Uh, We had ups and downs. Um, We had uh, terrible days. Where like um, one of our staff ran away, mm. uh, one of our staff um, left after a sudden created a, yeah. a, a dramatic story that, oh, I lost my brother and I have to travel. So, yeah, we kept los- losing a lot of um, employees and that kept us always like down, feeling down, down. Okay, maybe we are not um, business oriented people. But mm. I think we were always driven with our, um, as Fatma said, our passion. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: as far as this passion is alive, I think rehabilitation will be will be alive. You can
0: figure it out somehow. Yes, as you yeah, said, it's business will figure, it figure, it figure it out. <laughs> itself out. And honestly, it, it plays such a huge role to have a partner, doesn't it? Because when you're just doing a business alone, when you have bad days or even bad phases in your life. You don't have that other person to help carry it for you for a while until Mm -hmm. you get back, right? But the fact that you're two sisters, also you come from a family of business-minded people, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that helps. I just wanted to tackle this a little bit because I know for the rest of the conversation, we're not going to come back to this. I just wanted to get that out of the way. We're going to go on a quick break, but when we come back, we'll delve. We'll get geeky, we'll get nerdy. We'll talk about speech therapy, and we'll talk about prosthetics, man. That is... Fascinating to me. Sure. We'll, we'll be right back.
2: On your nation station, ninety point four FM.
0: And we're back. We're listening to Ain't Nobody listening. Abdullah Al here with two sisters, two passionate people in their fields of expertise. We got Dr. Fatma and we got Zahra Al uh, Lawati. But I want to get into speech therapy. Um, that is an area that I feel is very interesting. So you earlier in the show, you mentioned some of the different um, troubles or um, I don't know what's the right way to phrase it, some of the different uh, conditions that people mm-hmm. have when it comes to speech. Do you notice any trends in Oman? Is there something that is more common than the other?
1: Well, um, in Oman, we uh, mostly... Yeah, the marriages are from family mm. so we do have a lot of um, genetic problems um, so that definitely cause a lot of uh, language problems so if, really? if family, like I, I married my cousin and then we both have um, uh, medical issues then I kid, uh, my kids will have that problem so there are a lot of um, uh, genetic problems out there um, and then That's causing like development and delay, language delay. Uh, But recently, um, I would say in the previous, let's say few 20 years, Mm. um, I wouldn't say in Oman only, but in the whole world, uh, autism is increasing uh, in a scary uh, way.
0: Do we know why? As Not a medical really communi- community. Unfortunately,
1: yani, the research is still going um, yeah. on to find out the causes of autism. It's, but it's
0: it's interesting how some of these things just are increasing over time, like allergies or uh, things, um, autism. Um, and, and there's no clear reason why. True. Yeah, our yeah. medical systems are getting better. People are living longer. Yes. And then you have these... Um,
2: I think people are more aware of it now. Like it was out there. But people were not aware that, okay, this child has autism. Right. Now we can we can know more. We can label more. You can diagnose. We can diagnose mm-hmm. more. Yeah. So I think I would I would assume that that would help because there is more research into it. There are more like signs. There's yeah. more diagnostic tools out there. So I think that's...
0: That's your hypothesis. Yes. <laughs> hypothesis. <laughs> because we can't really be sure, right? No. Sure, yeah. Because you have like lactose intolerance. This is a very recent phenomenon. People mm-hmm. were able to eat cheese and drink milk um, in the past with yes, no issues, yes. but now it's I think what in the U.S. is like thirty percent of the population, if not, actually it might be more than that. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 fascinating. So going back to your point, mm-hmm. my apologies. Uh, I will go out in tangents sometimes. <laughs> Again, geek, um, with with the the connection that you made between. Um, family marriages, and some of the um, outcome of it, uh, mm-hmm. which specifically relate to speech. What are some of the speech, um, I don't want to call it issues, give me a name that is... Uh, problems. Problems, perhaps, that you witnessed most of, or there's something that you work on a lot in your clinic. Uh,
1: well... Um because I work in SQUH, um, mm. so we see we see all the cases. We see every problem. Uh, we get a lot of referrals from um, different areas in Oman. Uh, so I would say we could we cover everything. Mm. Um, but um, and we don't only see um, uh, children. We see adults also. Like let's say um, a person got um, stroke, and then his language is affected. Um, that's what we call aphasia, so that the person cannot talk as fluent as before. Uh, we get a lot of referrals from teachers, from um, Imam Mosk, imam Masajid, uh, because they use their voice um, a lot. And then they have uh, like a husky voice, a hoarse voice, problems with their vocal cord nodules. So then mm. they have to go for uh, speech therapy. Okay. I hope you don't get one, because Mashallah, you talk uh, a lot on your it's show. It's
0: for a living, now. Yeah, <laughs> I hope not. Why Another did you put this like in my head? <laughs> now, now I'm worried.
1: <laughs> if yeah, you keep drinking right. water, then you'll be you'll be safe.
0: But I see what you're saying. People who use their voices for, as a part of their job yes. or their calling or whatever yes. it may be, yes. those are the ones that would be extra yes. concerned True. about it. Yeah. yeah,
1: and then. um We have um, a lot of children Mm -hmm. and adults with swallowing problems. Always, they say, "What? How are you related to swallowing? What? What are you doing with the swallowing case?" Mm. But remember, we are always using the same muscles for either for speech or for uh, swallowing. So we are also involved with uh, swallowing cases. But what's
0: the swallowing problem? Uh,
1: so uh, let's say if a person got a uh, stroke mm. uh, or an uh, other like um, motor disease, uh, so they get. Um, Weakness, weakness in their muscles, which affect their normal swallow. Hmm. So um, their muscle, uh, their swallow is not coordinated with breathing. Um, that's when we step in and we do our assessment, and then we um, uh, we either modify their diet or um, ah, um, you,
0: the diet plays a role. Yes, in... the the texture, hmm. I would say, not okay. the
1: diet as like diet calories, but yeah, yeah. Um, the the modification of the. Uh, the food itself. So if that ch- if the person needs to have uh, soft puree or soft uh, food instead of the normal uh, pieces.
0: So so that is to accommodate their condition, or, yes. or is it to help their uh, recover? Their... To ha-
1: to help with their swallowing. So what we are looking for a mm. safe swallow mechanism. So if they are eating something and that's not safe. Meaning that goes into their lungs and that causes like infections and a lot of different issues. But uh, once the diet is modified, then um, we can assure that um, it's a safe uh, swallow.
0: You know something I've always been curious about is, um, I met a few people, particularly growing up, who have trouble pronouncing the letter S. Mm -hmm. Right, Mm -hmm. the S is the it's it's a struggle. And uh, how do you go about such a case? Do you get people that come to you for that? We
1: get a lot of them.
0: What is the actual term? Does there
1: articulation problems? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we get a lot of them, especially school age. So, mm. around six years, five years, once they want to enter school, um, the, the family realize, okay, my child is not saying the correct uh, sounds. Mm. Um, so, yes, this articulation is one of the areas that I really enjoy um, working with. Um, so, what we do is first, we we always start with assessment. So, mm. assessing the child. What is the child's capability? Can the child actually produce the sound if the sound is... Um, In isolation, like only the sound Can the child actually say s or no? Uh,
0: So like in the context of a word Can they they say it?
1: Before the word, just the the, the sound Just the sound And then um, we go into words So if if the child can say uh, words that start with the sound s Like um, sun Or if we put the sa in different positions in a word Again if, if can the child articulate the sound clearly or no? So mm. what ha- what's happening exactly? So we study all this um, this the articulation pattern.
0: What is happening?
1: So what is happening is the child is kind of not using the correct articulate places. So instead of saying like where I need to place my tongue correctly, uh, the child will use another place um, to articulate that that sound. Um, Or the child is not actually uh, hearing or grasping that sound in that specific word or different sentences. So, yes, I do hear S, but whenever I I hear it in a word, I cannot actually uh, hear the difference between S and let's say Uh, another the sound the child is uh, substituting so let's say so then here we try to um, introduce the sound to the child and uh, um, try to practice the sound um, and then we put it in uh, in words do
0: we know why uh, a child might have this happen um
1: As I said, because uh, it could be because um, the child is not hearing the sound, because the child is um, uh, not grasping, the mind is not hearing that sound, so it's not registering um, that specific sound in that word.
0: But, um, I mean, is there any particular reason why that child in specific Mm -hmm. cannot hear the sound while all the other kids can, for example? Do Um, do we know what causes that?
1: Not not really.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to skip because, again, two very separate fields. <laughs> it will be interesting to jump between fields mm-hmm. here. Prosthetic limbs. When going into your college education, was this what you were aiming for from the beginning or did it just find you in the way?
2: Do you want me to be really honest about this? Yeah. Or
0: sugar coated. No, no, no sugarcoating here.
2: So... um when I was in my like last final year, um, all my brothers and Zahra, they were studying abroad. So we are three brothers and two sisters. And my aim was only to study abroad. I don't care <laughs> which speciality it is. Oh, well, I
0: feel you. And <laughs> I was there.
1: <laughs> I was totally <laughs> so, the opposite. Huh,
0: I, uh, you wanted to stay?
1: Yes. Okay. I, couldn't I don't understand
0: you. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we were, like, I was in the
2: first... Um, uh, you know, uh, class which where they, they tried this marker's and you had to put your choices. Mm. So it was like 30 choices, and all of them were just scholarships. Hmm. And I didn't care. And this was my third choice, third option. I didn't know anything about the specialty and I did not care and I did not research anything about it. So one in the one fine morning when the results were out, I was like, Yay, I'm I'm going. Halas, I'm going to UK and that's me. So I started my foundation. We were like three girls who went together, different specialities. Hmm. Once I finished my foundation, I got all my grad- grades, alhamdulillah, to go into the specialty, And I was like, um, maybe I should go t- into medicine. Let's go into medicine. So I spoke to the you know, culture attaché and they were like, fine, we'll, we'll get you approval f- for Dublin to go into medicine. I was like, okay, fine. There was like, medicine, seven years of, you know, studying. Oh, I can't be bothered. Just let's let's go to prosthetics and orthotics and let's let's explore it. <laughs> <laughs> so I started like first year and I was like, yeah, really? Do we see this? Oh yeah. And I, you know, I, I started learning it as we began, we, we progressed and I started loving it as we go through and then after i finished um, alhamdulillah I got the opportunity to do my phd well, skip befo- masters Be- before
0: we get to that okay. because you just skipped i feel like what is an important switch in mindset here from when did it turn from i just want to travel give me whatever i'll do whatever it takes <laughs> to i love this you know that, i feel like that's a big that's a big there <laughs> you know
2: i think you know, throughout, the, you know, my speciality, you know, throughout my studies, um, my like our course is quite intense. So we started seeing patients from year one and I still remember the first amputee I saw and, you know, my mixed feelings in that occasion where you see someone without mm. a limb. And as we, you know, we went through the course, um, you see how much it is, you know, you know, specialize in a very different way like we have the prosthetics with all the different levels and then you have the orthotics with all the different you know fields of it and then um the different the you know uh, it's goes into engineering as well so we right. study about material science and how to involve materials and it was a lot of handwork so it's not just like seeing patient. we see the patient we take uh, measurements, And then we go and manufacture the devices as well. Wow. I think the switch came back in two th- when I was in my third year. Mm. I came to Oman um, and I was involved in like a charity organization called Basma. Mm. The idea was that they would go and see different children and ask them for what they wish for. So there was a child, a cancer fighter.
0: And it's like a make a wish foundation in the US.
2: Similar, right. Yeah. Yeah. And he lost his limb because of cancer above knee. Mm. So he said, I wish that I, go, I enter the hospital, which I left with one leg with two legs. And I was still a student then, and part of this group. And they were talking to me, yeah, We'll we'll try and you know facilitate making a limb to him through Jaula. And I was like, okay, guys, hello, I am here. I'll do that for you. <laughs> and you know when I finished the project, and when he you know first walked with his limb. I think that was the turning point mm. you know it's like when his mother started praying for me and you know the feeling of you you really feel like your child is walking one more time and really he went he entered Royal Hospital as his wish with two legs so that was I think I could say that's the turning point that's when I realized yes this is for me Yeah.
1: It's, it's life wow. changing. Yeah. It's life changing when you see <laughs> yeah. your work um, into another person. Yeah, it's I still love
2: uh, you know seeing children, amputees, children. That's mm. that's my you know area which I'm really passionate about.
0: It, it seems like you both gravitate towards uh, that, particularly, and I get it, man. Yeah, children. It, it it really warms your heart yes. to, to see that it's
2: nice yeah. you know the first moment when you, will, you like fit the limp the prosthetic limb to them and you'll see them just run around Wait, they can moment.
0: they can run from the beginning?
2: Yeah, just kids can do anything from the beginning. Really, the, it's like it's amazing. It's they're not like adults. That you just really you put the even it's just the basic, you know, that you have the socket and then you have the you know the pipe and the foot. Yeah, they will start running around. It's amazing, really.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm taking it and I imagine. Yeah, you know, I've seen videos. I've never seen a video of prosthetic limbs, but I've seen videos where um those th- that can't hear and then they give them the hearing aid mm-hmm. I hate to admit it always get emotional <laughs> every time yeah i imagine it's that kind of feeling you know and oh, then you went you decided experiencing that and seeing that you're that is something that you want to pursue then yeah. you go you went into your your postgrad and uh, what was that decision like
2: all She's my decisions a geek are, like you. are <laughs> She's what? Sorry? She's a geek like you. Okay. <laughs> All my decisions are like, okay, let's do it. Um when I whenever yeah, when I was young, I always wanted to, yeah, to pursue my PhD. But I didn't know what stage of my life I would do that. Mm. So when when I graduated uh, with first class honors, um I remember like two weeks before my results were out, my friend was telling me, you know, there's a guy he graduated with first class and he's he's planning to do your P, his PhD. And I was like, can you do your PhD immediately without your ma- your master's? She was like, yes, you can do that in UK. And, you know, I felt like there was like a tube light, you know, mm. lighting out. And she, she, yeah, she saw, she, and I was just silent. And she was yeah. like, don't you dare. She just said that to me. Lish. I don't know. I don't know. And then after two weeks when my results were out my mother was she was with me in uk to attend my graduation and she was i was like you know mama i can do this and my mother always wanted that one of her children's to be yani, doctor a doctor yeah if if not doctor uh, physician um, yes uh, a phd PhD holder holder. like one person
0: that's not in business please
2: (laughs) (laughs) so then i was like she was like yeah of course you should Mm. do that and i was like okay let me try for it so there was um, a scholarship opportunity which i applied for and alhamdulillah i got the scholarship from the university and then um, half of it was from the ministry of higher education I remember Wazira Benf. She supported me really for this yeah. opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, and then I started my PhD immediately. So I finished in July, and I started in uh, November.
0: مرة <laughs> يعني there was no break. <laughs> so, am I correct in saying that you're the first person in Oman with this exact speciality with a PhD in in prosthetics? Yes, with a PhD. Yeah.
2: Uh, my yeah. my my PhD was actually into orthotics more than prosthetics. Mm. I looked into cerebral palsy patients, so patients um, who who uh, who the some of their brain cells get affected um, because of uh, the oxygen levels dropping during the birth or after birth, mm. um, and it causes complications. So that was my main um, PhD on. Um, and I looked into analyzing gait cycle basically how we walk so have you seen you know these like 3d gait labs where um, they do all these animation and gaming applications I don't know if you've seen like when
0: they do the rigging of the characters
2: yeah you know all these markers and then you get Ah, a a stick model okay now I know yeah you can use that to analyze how how a person can walk and then you know improve it so that was one of my areas which I looked into deeply is mm. how to analyze gait cycle. And I compared a 2D with a 3D system.
0: Uh, with um, with the, the first thing you're specializing, and I, I struggle to say all these words, by the way, so I'm it's just okay. going to avoid embarrassing it me, myself. It took me three years. Alhamdulillah. It's fine. So I'm just going to be like, you know, that thing you said earlier, yeah. the thing, <laughs> the thing, I, I, I'm not seeing how it connects to the, the, the field of prosthetics. The 3D, uh, not the 3D, the the orthotics. Cer- the cerebral cerebral cer- Thank you. Okay. Can we teach me how to say that? You, you just can
2: say CP. CP. Yeah.
0: CP. So <laughs> yeah. CP oh. is
2: more into orthotics, not prosthetics. Okay. It's it's two different. Uh. You know things, and people can specialize either in orthotics and prosthetics. But because we are our numbers and our are limited, so we do both both of them. But usually, like in places like in UK, America, because there are a lot of high number of graduates, they would specialize either in prosthetics or orthotics because they are truly two different, you know, specialities in one. Yeah. So yeah, it's CP is more into orthotics than prosthetics.
1: And that's where mm. uh, the question you asked earlier, like how we do connect. Yeah. Like, let's say a CP uh, child would require Fatma um, for the limbs mm. and then would require a speech therapist for their communication because they do, cognitively, they are completely fine. Mm. But whenever they want to um, talk, their expressive language is really uh, impaired.
0: Impaired in what way? Is it like slurry?
1: Um it's it's you you can get a variety of it, so it could be slurred. it could be that they are completely nonverbal, so they cannot produce um, clear words mm. uh, so then here where we introduce um uh, communication aids, so they use um uh, iPads or like um, um, phones, special apps for them to communicate. So they know what they so want. So it's,
0: like it's typed. It's
1: yeah, yeah. They can uh, yeah. point to a picture. Oh, I see. It, it depends mm. how severe is the CP. Mm. Um, are they like um, paralyzed? How mobile they are? Can they use? Can you? Can they use their um, hands mm. to actually point or use any digital form of communication? Uh, some might be really impaired that they cannot. They are not really physical. They cannot move. Um, so they are completely paralyzed. So they use their um, eye blinks oh, So yeah. through what we say communication board. Mm. So there are some um, letters or pictures, um, yes and no numbers, all on a communication board. So whenever mm. they want to say anything or ask for anything, they just use their eyes. Um, to
0: Z- ask for it. So how did you get into this? Oh. You know, I <laughs> another saw another story. funny story <laughs> because funny you story. you just accident. Oops.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's the same. It's La. the same. Yes. Um, you know when Fatma said like my mm. mom always wished that one of the her children will go into a medical field. Mm. Uh, my my mom's side Are all Mashallah Medical and in, Into medical fields And there are a okay. lot of um, Consultants And doctors So it's
0: not a foreign concept يعني, no. To your family Yeah then. And
1: she always al- Always wanted that One of us Would be a doctor So mm. I said Okay I'm the eldest girl I'm the eldest daughter I have to do this Especially that I come after Three brothers And mm. the three of them Are not into medic- medicine Yeah So um, I graduated With a good percentage And I got a scholarship Mm. Um, so when when i was doing this um, so one of my very first options were medicine i'm going into medicine i'm Mm. I'm doing whatever my mom wants Uh,
0: the
1: whole family's
0: family's hopes and dreams are on you
1: yes (laughs) i'm the one i'll be the doctor Mm. so and actually i was um I was accepted in uh, Oman Medical College and I went for my exam. I um, I passed my exam and I was supposed to start in just few days. Khalas, my papers are processed, everything. I even got a lab code. I got my ID card, everything. Hmm. Um, so then uh, in one of the days I was just sleeping, I got a call from... Um, uh, Ministry of Education, of higher education, that, okay, Zahra, you've applied for medicine as your first uh, option, but you are also entitled for um, uh, a scholarship uh, to go to, to the UK for speech and language therapy. Um, so what do you think? I need an answer now. And Oof. I was half asleep.
0: And just based on your what you told me previously, you didn't want to leave Oman.
1: No, I am a completely a, <laughs> yani a, a homey girl. Yeah, homebody. Yes, um, I just stay at home. I'm an introvert. Uh, I don't see myself yani, uh, like going out. Mm. I never, never, never thought that I would actually travel abroad and study abroad.
0: Must have been stressful. Yes,
1: that. a lot. So then I was like, oh, you want me to decide my entire life just in in a minute? Hello, please give me a few minutes, mm. at least an hour, so I can like um, consult my family, I think about it, and I'll, I'll call you back. So he said, okay, you have only one hour. If ya you don't Allah. reply, it's going to another person, uh, then the next one in the list. So I ran to Mama, Mama, this, I got this opportunity, what do you think? So my mom خلاص, started preparing the suitcase. <laughs> and I was like, no, Mama. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, no, 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 Mama, I'm not going. She was always يعني, pushing me into traveling just to change my personality. So I said, OK, خلاص, I will travel and I will explore the field of speech and language therapy. Uh, I did not have an idea. What is this? Nothing, nothing. What? How
0: how long after that decision that you traveled?
1: Uh, it was, I think, two weeks. After just two processing weeks. papers and getting the visa and yalla salam And during
0: those two weeks, where was your head at? Uh,
1: just crying. Oh just crying. How can I leave my home? How can I leave my mom? How can I leave my family? So, it was uh, a tough and a rough uh, period and a, p- a decision, mm. but alhamdulillah, my mom took, يعني, came with me. Okay, uh, we helps. went together. Yeah. Uh, and I can say they were the most amazing years of my life. Really? يعني, amazing. I can never forget those six years of my life. Uh, it completely changed me into a different personality, and I would say Never a day that I um, had a tear that I regretted this decision. How, did, how
0: did it change you? I know. Um, I know. We're going a little deeper now, yes. but like, if you when you reflect back during those six years, and six years is a significant amount mm-hmm. of time. Where do you feel like this was who I was, and this is how I am today? What changed?
1: I think I started exploring myself in a different environment, mm-hmm. um, getting to know what is my uh, What is Zahra exactly? What is my strength? What is my weakness? What do I really like? What I dislike? I started making friends and exploring true friendship, Uh, meeting different people. Um, And then, you know, when you get, you you, you do get uh, bumps into friendships. So you, Mm -hmm. how you actually, whenever you fall, you you have that strength to wake up again, to stand again and start again. So... Yeah, that's how speech therapy started.
0: And when did it turn from this terrifying thing to, I love uh, speech therapy and this is what I want to do for the rest of my life? Because not everyone that goes to university or college ends up doing that thing. True, true. Um,
1: When I finished my, uh, my degree, I came back to Oman. Um, and Alhamdulillah, I was lucky to get a job immediately. Uh, so, I worked in early intervention association um, in al Uh So, it's an association that's based on uh, purely funds, um, and I started working there as a speech and language therapist. So, uh, I was the only speech therapist there, mm. um, but I think what helped me is that um, the manager there gave me all the trust that, okay, Zahra, I know you are capable, and I know you are able to do this. Yani, once you are a graduate, you came, you come back and you start working in your field and you are alone, you feel yourself lost. Yeah. whatever whatever you've learned during those years. You want to put it in reality. You want to put it in function. No, you fail.
0: But just to clarify, in that, at that moment or that time, you still wasn't sure if this is what you want to do. Yeah, I mean
1: it's it's a degree that I pursued. Yeah. It's something yeah. that I studied. It's not. It wasn't a passion. Yeah. Um, until I worked there and I had around seventy children under under my um, care care. Yeah. Uh, and I started. Um, like assessing and providing the intervention. And that's when actually it started to turn into a passion when I see that, okay, every time the child enters the therapy room and gets receives the therapy um, and leaves the room with one gain, like hmm. uh, a sound, a new sound, a new action, a new interaction, a new word, uh, and then I can see the smiles on the mo- on, on the mother's face and um, like how grateful she is to whatever she she heard like a new word. Um, some children are non-verbal, so even the word of "mama" is not there. So mm. when you see your work, your hard work, how it translates um, into real, that's when actually it, it turned into passion.
0: Yeah, man, I don't know if I like I. I feel, do you ever feel like your emotions get in the way of your work? All the time. Because <laughs> I'm putting myself in here. I don't know if I can handle this. Yet.
1: <laughs> we are females. The tears are always there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I need to process. I will go out on a quick break. And when we come back, if you'd allow me, I want us to go further back. Uh, just uh, Your family, I'm sure, played a big role in who you are today. And I would love to explore that. Yeah. Right. We'll be right back. (laughs) On
2: your nation station, 90.4 FM.
0: And we're back you're listening to ain't nobody listening i'm your host Abdullah with me is dr fatima lawati and zahra lawati both sisters both running rehabiliti a rehabilitation center where is it located by the way in Adeba. in Adhaiba. Next To the beach if people want to find you online how do they go about doing that
1: uh google maps just type okay. rehabilitation and you'll find us there.
0: so, so far no social media presence
1: no, we have our Instagram page.
0: Okay, it's yeah. what is that?
1: Rehabilitation
2: Oman.
0: Rehabilitation Oman. Yes. All right. Fa, I was talking to you off air. You know, wondering how do two sisters, mashallah, become you? You have achieved so much in your life. You do these what I perceive as very noble things in in our society. Um, where does that come from?
2: I think it comes from actually the way we were raised up by my mother. Mm. Um she always you know made us very independent very you know um strong personalities being able to take our own decisions mm. from early childhood so and you know the trust she gave us um in our decisions i think so when i wanted to study abroad she always supported us with our mm. different decisions so i remember when she wanted to learn piano she supported her when I wanted to learn drawing mm. she made ev- like everything we wished she made sure that we could get the, enough support to do what we want so and she always told us that you really need to work on yourself build yourself and then think of you know opening a family so right. there's a degree and then there's the marriage right and you know throughout my studies and her studies she really, you know, supported us whenever we were there. I remember the first occasion was when I got swine flu. I really, I was down for a good three weeks and she traveled oh. and she came there, um, stayed with me. Even during my PhD, whenever I needed her, she was always there, either through a phone call or being actually in UK. Mm. She used to come there and stay with like four months, months, yeah, four months, four months, months with me. Yeah. Um, so I think I would really, you know, give the credits to my mother for, of course, for my father, and I but I think she's the, the, you know, the driving person behind the strong personality yeah. which we have. And I think all uh, my father and my brothers also played an important role, of course, but I, I would, you know, give the highest credits to my mother.
0: Yeah, yeah. that is fair to say. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that's how we moved um, this idea of how women are empowered and how women are important in in our society. And actually, looking to like Amani women, so I really feel proud of uh, like uh, us, the Amani women, and what we can achieve and what we have achieved. And just going to work every day in the morning and seeing that. I say I would say three quarter of the hospital filled with females more than males. I feel really proud. Mm. So, um, getting the idea of how uh, us women are important—that's how we try to convey this idea into into rehabilitation. Yeah. So us being uh, women and having families, having kids, um, the the therapists that work with us. Like there was a period of time where we had completely females all females in the clinic so that really feels so uh, powerful and empowering mm. يعني, uh, f- f- at the end like we are, we are women we do get um, like, um, busy with our life with our kids um, I remember يعني, my husband always says that wallah zahra 24 hours of a day is not enough for you yes i yani i'm like a, like a bee i never settle mm. it's like when once i wake up in the morning dawam and then kids getting kids from school different activities homework yeah. and and, it, and then the clinic it's never it's non-stop so um, um, if
0: you don't mind me asking so so how do you manage that i mean yeah you just said it dawam Kids and Home Responsibility Clinic.
1: Okay,
0: like, the, yes. like, how? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs>
1: uh, it's not easy. Um, mm. It's not easy, but... Um, it's as, doable. Yes, it's doable. Yani, um, and it's doable with love and with passion, with support, alhamdulillah. Yani, um, there is support from yeah. everywhere. Then. From mm. my
2: brothers and my father. Like, whenever... Um, even if we are short with cash or anything he would be our support you know Mm. he would say just go for your dream go for your passion um since childhood even like when we wanted to yeah like study abroad if there was any you know problems anything he would always support in his other in his own way so my mother would support us like emotionally and he would support in his own way but i think coming back to what I said, yes, um, I think it's the combined support now thinking about it. Mm. And then even my brother is like when we get in, stuck into any business decisions or mm. anything. It's nice that we would get not one opinion, we would get three mm. opinions. Yes. Which is quite helpful, yeah. and uh, you, you can see, see yeah.
0: what the commonalities between yeah. them. Because <laughs> like
2: both two of them would have the same like mentality, and one of one of them is a bit different. Mm. So it's nice
1: they would explore three different uh, Perspectives. opinions. Yeah, it's nice. Okay. Really. It's, yeah. it's the support we get from everyone. Yani, even my little girl. I would say that, Alhamdulillah, I get support from her also. Like mm. she would say, "Mama, where are you going?" Okay, Sarah, I'm going to the clinic. Uh, what are you doing in the clinic? So, like, I took her to the clinic. I showed her my work. I showed her, Wallah, how we can help uh, those little kids. And mm. she, uh, she, she's now always like, Mama, that kid needs your help. Mama, that kid, you That's... can you can go to the clinic. You can spare, like, two hours in the clinic and then come back to us. I
0: can imagine you're so... very deeply ingraining that in your kid, uh, yeah. you know, the fact that they can think that way. It's... If i'm gonna flip this question a little bit you know uh you're the only two sisters yes right how did that your relationship shape who you are today you know you we spoke about the support of your parents the support of your brothers the two of you we said earlier in the show um, that you two are competitive <laughs> Competition could be a good be. thing that can Used to be, <laughs> be. It used to be yeah. Competition doesn't always have to be this negative thing, it drives you to become better possibly yes. if I wonder how you two shaped each other
1: We were never close when we were young mm. um, yani, I was a tomboy Mm. And she was a princess <laughs> <laughs> She
2: used to hit me a lot <laughs> well,
1: I came after three boys So you can imagine how I, I was And then came the little princess short hair <laughs> And she was completely the opposite uh-huh. Um uh, so yeah, and then uh, when we were teenagers, we used to share a same room.
2: Mm. We used to fight a we, lot. Yes, my God, yes,
1: we are completely Why? the opposite. <sighs> <Yeah>. You <laughs> need to clean your things. You know, don't yeah. bother me. It's just like yes, it was yes. nonstop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I think when we traveled, yes. I think yeah, um, when I went abroad, and then um, she she followed. I think that's when we started realizing that we actually need each other. Hmm. And in a way, we complete each other so um,
0: at what at what phase of life is this uh, are we talking about during your college during years during college
1: yeah so right. I was abroad in the UK and she was also in the UK but I was in England she was up in Scotland yeah uh, we did not visit each other a lot but Maybe alhamdulillah the, the Vodafone helped us a lot with their free minutes <laughs> please so
0: feel free to sponsors, <laughs> sponsor us at any time Vodafone I'm just saying
1: so we used to <laughs> call each other um and support each other until it got to what shela do you think i should wear
2: yes yeah to that extent yes
0: i can relate to that i have a sister who is three years younger than me and we're not many it's just it primarily it was me and my sister growing up i I have a much younger brother that came later and there was this level of animosity between us Mm -hmm. i felt i was the, the oldest boy and so I had rights that is only for me. <laughs> my, yeah, exactly. I had that mindset, I'm the boy, always I sit front. The thing is, my mother doesn't operate that way. <laughs> but it used to, like, you know, there's this, like, level of, mashallah, my mother is a super strong woman. And my um, sister, Talat they're really strong women. Yeah. ف, I, she didn't care, I was three years older, I was a boy, she would challenge <laughs> and I would be offended. <laughs> <laughs> ف, throughout our whole upbringing, it was a uh, contention, يعني, you know. Okay. But it wasn't until uh, I, I'm sad that it took this long, but after I graduated, I came back to Amman. Remember, we went to a coffee shop just to talk for the first time as adults, just talk. I was like, She's kind of a cool person,
2: yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're right, you know. And then there was a she was still studying at the time, and then I went to visit her, and I feel like that's where we became close. Same, similar, yeah. That's um, I'm gonna put you guys on the spot. Are you ready? We'll we'll work on an exercise together, (laughs) Jazin. Inshallah. Yeah, Zahra. Tell me how your sister Fatma. (laughs) makes you a better person.
1: Well, and I've been always uh, grateful that I have a sister.
0: But uh, Don't tell me, (laughs) tell (laughs) me.
1: You know, it's always nice uh, to have a sister. Why? Mm. Because you have, additional to your closet, you have an entire new closet with different (sighs) clothes that fits you.
0: Can't relate.
1: (laughs) 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 And then, so whenever you're bored with your uh, outfits, Mm. Fatima, can I borrow? Can I borrow? Yeah. So yeah, beside that You know that there is a, another extra hands mm. So whenever I am uh, tired I need extra help Fatma, I need this, this, this So I know it will be done um, I know that there is um, ears to hear So mm. she's always there to hear me Whenever um, I have good times or bad times That's um, very
0: important And
1: yeah. the best thing is that she always uh, keeps me up. So whenever I'm I'm down, I have um, I have uh, any issues, uh, she keeps motiv- motiva- motivating me. Yeah.
0: So. Well, yeah, Fatima. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, oh, how does your sister Zahra make you a better person?
1: So I'll just
2: better say first. by <laughs> This is therapy, huh? Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Free of charge.
2: So whatever she said, other than the cupboard thing and the clothes, clothes <laughs> thing, I think I think. Uh, what I like about our relationship is that whenever I can't take a decision mm. and I am stuck, she would, you know, come and help me decide. So we are both a bit, you know, we have that hesitance in our mm. personality. Mm. Uh, we don't take decisions. Some decisions we would like, okay, yeah, let's do this, and some of them like, well, what should I wear? Should I, would I wear, say wear this of them. <laughs> or like, even like when we like uh, decided to go for a um you, you, there were stages where we're like, you know, should we do this? Should we do that? So I think when I, I, I'm in that position, she would push me and help me decide. And the same, I would push her and help her decide. And the most important thing, which until today she wants me to you know thank her for it uh-huh. it's the proofreading she did for my phd thesis i have heard that before
0: i have heard tell okay. me about that
2: so she would remind me i think until i'm old and grumpy you remember yes that day she claimed that she wrote my phd i was like no that's too much yeah, you did proofreading
1: yes i agree but you didn't write it come on yeah i'm the hero behind the uh, curtains <laughs>
0: Fair, fair.
1: Yes, I have another degree. I do have a PhD also. uh uh-huh, The
0: shared one.
1: <laughs> shared. So yeah, she likes to claim credits of it.
0: What, but but she did I will not her, deny that. Since her
1: undergraduates she should she would send me like her projects, her yeah. work and Zahra. Because she's good with
2: English and okay. so, yeah, with yeah. grammars and stuff and
0: and now you're in business together with rehability. So I guess this is a perfect segue into the future of rehabilitation when you look at rehability rehabilitation down the line five years ten years um, I know these are two very different timelines but do you have a sense of where this is going or what do you hope it will achieve?
1: We cannot guarantee what will happen in Mm. the future Uh, but yes we do we do have a lot of um, um, new ideas that are not available in the in the market. Mm-hmm. so um, the ideas are driven with our passion, our um, um, our degree and our capabilities and our uh, business needs. Mm. so um, we are planning to introduce a lot of different things uh, in our speciality, and hopefully that that will will work. I
2: think adding to that that Rehabilty has great potential, really, um, and we have seen uh, seen that we have seen the great potential. You know, it's just that some, you know, just the parent when they walk outside the door, mm. seeing the improvement in their child, that's a potential by itself. So um, I could see this center going somewhere, yes. really. Um, and at the
1: end we are Armani. So. Plus,
2: Armani market, you know, mm. from medical field. Aspect, especially in rehabilitation, it's quite, I would say, underground market. You mm-hmm. know, it is a market which requires more of awareness and attention. So that's why um, in the clinic what we try is that it's not just come, we'll give you therapy or just come in and we know we do really spend time with the patient because I think educating patients awareness is most important thing. Right. And uh, we would like to really add more of that awareness in social media. I think it's quite required. So, you know, being on these shows, um, which is really appreciated that we are here today, I think that's a very, n- you know, nice way to increase awareness. And usually I would just, you know, grab the first opportunity um, to just go out there, speak to parents, uh, you know, yeah. educate parents and tell people how important it is and what can we do, you know? It's just sometimes, sometimes it's just, I told you, it's just changing your footwear changes your life. Yeah. So it's as simple as that. So I think there is great potential um, and because of the of our unique idea, um, I can see this going somewhere really nice, um, especially that there, you know, Armani people's, People are very talented, to be honest, mm-hmm. you know, we have worked with different um, specialties like physiotherapists uh, in our like department, Khawla, speech therapists, like Armani's are getting, they're graduating more and more by days and you could see, you could see that they are good, really.
0: I absolutely agree. Um, All those years of giving scholarships, we're seeing the results. Yeah, the know? results
2: are amazing. You know, you know the impact which you do in people's life like it's just like what she said it's just even pronouncing the word mama means something to mm. someone like this child is sitting in a corner he cannot, you know, um, express himself and that's devastating for him. Mm-hmm. So just like teaching him how to express himself, making him walk better. It's just these simple things which people don't, you know, think about. But it is... Um, you don't
0: think about it until you're in that situation. Yes, yeah.
2: Yes.
1: So
0: what is it exactly that you feel you want to raise awareness on? Um, is there anything that in the top of your mind right now that you feel like we need to talk more of?
2: I think it's the role of um, therapy, like this, uh, like the supporting medical field. Like mm. people know what a doctor can do, mm-hmm. but people don't know what us as a you know rehabilitation. What can we add to them? So generally, like okay, physiotherapy is more known mm-hmm. than the other mm-hmm. specialty, mm-hmm. but occupational therapy, speech therapy, and my specialty is quite still new. Um, because of the, you know, I'm the second graduate in the bachelor's degree and uh, I feel that we have this responsibility of telling people how we can help them because people, they suffer and they don't know what should they do. Where to go. Where to go. How to, you know, how to help this child. So I think I would, first of all, really like, take this opportunity to increase awareness about, you know, guys, we are here to help you. You just need to seek this help. And for them to know that, we need to increase awareness about yes. it.
1: And when you seek help, you always, like, um, feel you want to do it with your someone who is Omani. Like, I would trust someone Omani in this field, in this specialty, Or perhaps feel more
0: comfortable. Yes. Because it's familiar. Yes. Yeah.
1: So, rather than going to someone who is non, non-Omani. Mm. So... I think us being Omanis and, and in this clinic, um, yeah, I mean, we get more.
0: Yeah. Well, it was uh, such a pleasure having the both of you on this show, Dr. Fatma and Zahra, both the Lawati. Thank, Thank you, for, you so much
2: for inviting for, uh,
0: okay. us. Marasalaamu. Ain't nobody listening. nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening.